Hello, welcome back to Supernatural on the Rocks. I am Emily. And I'm Mandy. And this is the next episode of the Winchesters Weekly. Um, and we are back because the show is back after a six weeks, six weeks, yeah. I think, um, mid-season hiatus, which was a ballsy move for a brand new show that only has, I think, 13 episodes. But Yeah, um, I mean... A six-week hiatus after airing for seven weeks is really taking a leap there. It really is. But I guess the programmers got to do what programmers got to do. So this is episode eight out of 13. Hang on to your life. The uh, episode rundown is, with some intense emotions still lingering after their high-stakes recovery mission, Mary and John stay close to home to watch over a newly returned Samuel Campbell. When Latika and Carlos split off to investigate the death of a musician, Carlos is forced to face a part of his past he has been avoiding. Millie spends time helping Samuel recover from his injuries and learns a little more about the men of letters. First impressions of this episode uh, as we return to the Winchesters. Um, I, I liked the focus on Carlos and Lara. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a very much set up episode, I think. Set well aside from the Carlos and Lotta thing, um, it felt like nostalgic. I don't know, yes. I don't know if we want to like go straight for the twist at the end or like build, but it seems like an episode that they seeded with very reminiscent things, like reminiscent of Supernatural. Oh, this 100% felt like a Supernatural episode, yes, not only yeah. because of the twist at the end, but because Richard Spate was back in full force as the trickster, yep. And I liked it. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I thought this was a fun episode. Yeah. It, I can't say that we moved a lot of plot forward, but this was like a regular old Monster of the Week episode. And the monster was Loki. I, I guess we're assuming the monster was Loki and not uh, Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the issue with Richard Spade is that is he Loki the trickster or is he <laughs> yeah. Gabriel a fucking archangel? Who knows at this point? I think he is supposed to have just have been straight trickster fucking with people uh, in Kansas City. It felt trickster to me. Yeah, it's it definitely felt trickster. Also, they seem to be very careful to stay away from the whole like religious arc so far. Religious like heaven and hell type things. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think they wouldn't go straight for Gabriel. Yeah. Because you're going to lose a lot of people who didn't watch 15 seasons of Supernatural if you just jump right into that. Yeah. Into the uh, stakes being heaven, hell, archangels, angels, all that. So the kind of the A plot here is that a musician has is walking out of a bar in Kansas City and he just starts smoking, like physically smoking, and bursts into flames. Which um, in the X-Files would have been spontaneous human combustion um, in Supernatural is because he was cursed by Loki, the trickster god. Also, we can't forget in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it would have meant because he was dancing too much. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You know, when you are on a CW show, there are a number of reasons why you might erupt into flames out of nowhere. And, and in this opening scene, we do see another man in a in an ugly hat warming his hands over the flames, which is super rude of him, I thought. So back back at the uh, the house, Mary's house, I believe, 
she is tending to her dad's wounds who needs like a magic he he uh tea to heal not a heal to tea so we've got a little tension here with john and mary post kiss from the previous episode where they smashed mouths together in a in a fit of we may be dying which is a trope that i think we can all enjoy although their kiss was potentially a little underwhelming for us we thought um, uh, yeah yeah, I think we have the same opinion of that. Mm-hmm. John is trying to kind of like, I was going to say feel Mary out, and he is. Uh, but he is also trying to find out if now that her dad is back, if she is going to go through with her statement that she is going to back out of hunting, which is what she has been saying this whole time. She waffles, doesn't she? She definitely does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's not so sure if now that her dad is home and found, which was her driving force, that she's actually going to quit hunting. We know what's going to happen and that she's not going to. We also get a lot more of the very um, not subtle, don't turn your kid into a soldier rhetoric from John. Yes. Because, you know, that's not foreshadowing anything. (laughs) No, he um, he doesn't really take that to heart, does he? No, he doesn't. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's foreshadowing and it's also super sad because he he kind of goes off a bit about not wanting this, well, generational trauma of turning your kids into super soldiers. And um, he turns two of his children into super soldiers. Yep. Who who don't turn out to have the greatest lives. No. Um, Objectively, I would say Mary seems to have a lot more stable of a life than they had. Yes. Even though she, you know, didn't really being a tiny soldier. Yeah. Uh, So far, Mary's friends haven't died. They're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so depressing to think about in the show. Unless something drastic is going to change here, because as we will see at the very end of the episode, somebody is meddling in the timeline, we think. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that is going to play out. And I'm part of me. I mean, I don't know. Do we just jump right into the, the surprise? Cause it's not really a surprise yeah. that people have watched this. Yeah. Um, it is revealed that Jensen, uh, middle name, Dean Winchester Ackles is the one who gave John Winchester the letter when he returned home from Vietnam about his father Henry Winchester that he was dead and that John needed to like find out all this the address to the um the mental letters and he needed to find answers and all that so it's a little convoluted but Dean somehow coming to the past is the one who gave his own father the letter from his grandfather that kick-started John's whole journey into monster hunting yep because that's not like convoluted Mm. or anything no no um time travel never fucks anything up ever never it always has perfectly acceptable positive Mm -hmm. repercussions on everyone involved yes and they um john and mary find this out because they find uh, a photo in samuel's they develop photos from samuel's travels and they find a washed out photo of the man that john had recognized and it is dean um getting out of the impala hilariously people have pointed out that this is a photo of dean from an episode 
and they have just like erased Sam from yeah. the photo. Like, <laughs> Which I did see social media having a lot of fun with Sam literally being erased from yes. it. Because mm-hmm. the, they didn't even take a new photo. They just picked one nope. that Sam was in getting out of the car on the other side. And they're just like, no, no, Photoshop that guy right out of there. So, yeah. So Dean Winchester at some point had traveled back to 1972 to give his own father the letter that jumpstarts john's investigations into the men of letters and henry and the supernatural why he does this we don't know yet when he does this we don't know i wonder if he was slightly confused that his father seemed to be a completely different person Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah his dad was a young kind caring Mm charismatic well charismatic we'll say a little milk toast bland a little bit but yes he uh he did that and what does that now change? Because that does set his dad off onto the path of meeting his mother, how I met your mother style, colon, supernatural. And that is how Mary Winchester ends up dying. Because all of these things need to happen for everything else to happen. I'm I'm now stuck on the idea that it's it's definitely supernatural, how I met your mother. <laughs> like that's <laughs> literally what the prequel is. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, How I Met Your Mother, Supernatural style. Um, it does unfortunately mean that Misha Collins will not be the mysterious man who hands off the letter, mm-hmm. which is fine. He can show up yeah. in another uh, another way. But we um, do we do have the issue of um, I think we talked about before. Like it's going to be either Cass or Misha, <laughs> right? Yeah, Unless time traveling is a thing. Uh, can angels just, you know, wink themselves back in time in their preferred vessel? Right. It, if it's if Misha shows up, it will have to be from the future because Jimmy Novak won't have been born yet. Yeah. So it'll have to be future, uh, <laughs> future Misha, future um, cast coming back for some reason. Not not the cast of the 1970s. That's why I hate time travel, you guys. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's confusing. <laughs> it is confusing. Um, there have also, there are already theories out there that this erases the finale somehow. And I, I don't see that, but my God, I wish it mm. though. Yeah, I'm okay with it if they do that. Oh, That's yeah. It, I I would love to be a Dean Winchester as a live truther. Um, yeah. I would love to live that life with you. I want to get in that car with you and live that journey. Um, so and obviously Jensen Ackles also lives that life. Yeah. <laughs> He's extremely invested in that life. Yeah. I, I've seen a number of posts going out there of like, we all thought that Misha Collins was the one who was unhealthily attached to, to his character. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, it's been Jensen the whole time. Stealthily just living his whole life as a uh, Dean Winchester. Good for him though. That man's probably got a closet full of jeans and flannel that he just puts on sometimes. <laughs> yeah. When he needs to feel alive. I mean, he named his beer brewing company the family business. So, I mean, if you're ever worried about your own gender presentation or your own sense of self, just think about Jensen Ackles, <laughs> whose gender is Dean. Life advice. Yeah. So don't worry about your own situation. Just think of that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's now what John has to deal with is figuring out who this mysterious man is. Um, it's your son. One of them. Good luck uh, working that out. So staying I mean, on. The... Apparently only one of them cares enough to go back in time anyway. It's so. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Where was Sam and all this? Yeah. 
That's why I hate time travel. Like, what's going on in whatever time? When does he go back? We'll have to wait. Gotta wait and see. Tune in next week. So staying on the, the John and Mary train for now, John does try to talk to Mary about their burgeoning relationship um, and that he doesn't regret it and wants to live with the consequences. Comparing their kiss to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which yeah. bold comparison for a romantic interlude. Um, do you think they just have like a bunch of a like time period appropriate references in a fishbowl and they just like <laughs> pluck one out when they need one? I think they must. Yeah. I mean, do we want to live with the consequences of the Cuban Missile Crisis? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't think so. No. Like the Bay of Pigs disaster didn't go well. No, like all in all, that's, that's a, that's a no. Like, we're still living with the consequences of Vietnam. It wasn't good. So in, in true mixed signals fashion, Mary decides in, in that moment that she needs more time. Obviously, by the end of the episode, she has changed her mind and Smoochie's number two rolls around. Which is, like, a little bit better than Smoochie's number one. It was, yeah. Yeah. Did you... Hey, I, mm-hmm. I was going to say, did you buy this episode arc of... I don't know if we should be together because um, things are confusing for me right now. Or were you like, there's a weird. I bought it more. I don't know. Um, I think what would help me is again, knowing how old they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if she is like 19, 20, I'm like, yeah, shit's confusing. Life is confusing. Mm -hmm. And you've got a lot going on right now. It's okay to take your time. Depends on like how much life experience we're supposed to assume she's had. Or if it's just for the episode. Yeah. I mean, that's also definitely a possibility given the network and, you know, writers. I'm I'm also guessing this is not the only little tiff that they're going to have. I feel like we're going to run into situations of like, you shouldn't throw yourself into danger and you shouldn't throw yourself into danger. Like, you're both hunters. It's going to happen. Yeah. Also, just for the, for the sake of the show tension, I'm assuming this is not a get together that's going to stick because... Right. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I think a well enough done show could have them as a main couple the entire time together mm-hmm. and still stay interesting. But I don't know if this show can. Well, sure. We've got John's ex-fiance cop roaming around yeah. out there. This is true. Mm-hmm. She seems fun. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if Mary's had any. Have we? Oh, well, there's the investigative the, the, journalist. Yeah, the journalist. Who snuck a date out of her. Uh, don't know if there are any ex-boyfriends roaming around or girlfriends. We haven't asked. I mean, that would right. be interesting. Maybe that she and Lada have a secret history. That could be fun. Get on that, writers. I'm sure that's on AO3. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Tension. Did, did you sense some between uh, Sam and Millie? Yes, absolutely. And I was like, do not even Wait, that's, think about that's, it. That's, that's going to really fuck Dean up if he goes back in time and catches that. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> did. Um, yeah, Millie. So Millie goes to talk to Sam when Sam Winchester, Samuel yep. Winchester. Samuel, yes. And they have this little like uh, flirty tension about who's better, the hunters or the men of letters. And I guess the, the hunters call the men of letters mole men, like M-O-L, men of letters. Mm-hmm. And they're like, buried underground with their books and the <laughs> but i think because they're adult actors with more experience and they're just they're 
I don't want to be like they're better at their jobs, but they are. They are. I was, I was, I was a little into it. I was a little. I was like, are they flirting? Because no, <laughs> do yeah. not do this. Yeah, it's con- it's a confuse. It's like technically there's nothing wrong with it, but also there's something a little wrong with it. There's something a little wrong with it. I mean, I yeah. guess at that point, even they should know there's something a little like they know their kids mm-hmm. making eyes at each other. Yeah, because they have a little thing about like, oh, I'm glad your son's a good person or their yeah. daughter, whatever. They they tell each other like, okay, I guess our kids are sort of doing their whatevers. But like let's the two not, of you yeah. need to not get the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Let's Maybe not it's make just... step-siblings. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's, that's the trauma that Dean Winchester goes back to his timeline and is like, oh, my parents were step-siblings. Dean comes back to modern day like, God damn it, couldn't have been a monster. <laughs> Couldn't have been a curse. No, a curse. it's just no. my grandparents banging each other. <laughs> Maybe that's just Tom Welling being a natural flirt. I don't know what that was about. But I was oh like, my god, that was Tom Welling. Yeah, Tom Welling is Sam Samuel Winchester. Oh, I knew he looked really familiar. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't look it up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, right. I yeah. No, I mean, I yeah. I see it now. Time comes for us all. It really does. It's the shorter hair, too. It really kind of yeah. gets you. Like, you're telling me he's not still 24. <laughs> I'm telling you he's not still 24. Yeah, I know. It's rough. Not that he's not good looking. I just expect yeah. a 20-year-old. Yeah, exactly. He's still freaking Smallville in my head. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I wasn't going to point it out, but I'm glad you mentioned it so I didn't have to be the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially near the end when Millie... Um, so I guess using the ostium broke it somehow. I, I missed that in episode seven. When... Yeah, I didn't catch that either. Yeah. So um, in the previous episode, Samuel kind of comes out guns blazing with the ostium to kill off a bunch of the Akrita monsters. I guess this has broken it and they can't figure out how to repair it. So Millie being a mechanic is like, I know how to fix broken things like mm-hmm. go for it, badass. So she just takes the ostium to try to repair it. And they have another little moment of Samuel being yeah. like, what are you doing? And it's another like flirty little thing. And I was like, is, is he going to like grab her arm and try to stop her? And like, and have a thing in a doorway. Like, don't, please don't do it. I guess to round out Samuel for now, he says that uh, Ada has a lead on some magic to help stop the Akrita queen. Not sure where that's come from. It's kind of like yeah. out of the blue, but sure. Um, and he's going to go with Ada to help track it down. He also seems to have an anti-Akrita possession tattoo. Yeah. Just to keep up with the anti-possession tattoos that characters have. It is not nearly as badass as the the Winchester anti-possession tattoo. Yeah. But I do wonder if they did that to keep people from getting this as a tattoo in real life. <laughs> Maybe so. They're like, we can't let people get another fucking tattoo in real life. Yeah. At, at a point, they just have to accept their influence and be like, no. They should only mention possession tattoos and then have something blocking them. Like, like they do like pregnant women's bumps and shots. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like a oh. plant pops up in front of where the tattoo is. Yeah. Because he like pulled his shirt aside and they zoomed in so you could see it. Like, oh, yeah. don't show people. They're just going to do it. Yeah. He's given the... I wrote down that it's the recipe for the <laughs> possession tattoo. 
I was like, I don't know that that's what that's called, but we're going to call it a recipe to marry. Um, so who knows? Maybe all four of them are going to show up with little tiny anti-accreta possession tattoos next. Maybe it'll be like a little sexy thing they all do together is hand uh, hand do tattoos on each other. I think I think that's kind of what goes down with Mary and John and Samuel and uh, yeah. Millie. <laughs> yeah, that whole... Can we just call it a blob now, too? <laughs> <laughs> the supernatural blob or the Winchester blob, really. So the A storyline is Lada and Carlos going to investigate this man who has burned uh, in Kansas City. And there's like a famous underground club. And this guy that has erupted into flames has um, got like protection sigils around his mirror. So clearly he thought something was going to happen to him like you do but more importantly carlos's old friend slash uh singing partner is there and we find out that carlos is part of a we call that a duo a, a band yeah um, called duo. rivers gemini and the jericho kid <laughs> all right do we like the name rivers Jer- uh, rivers gemini for uh carlos yeah I mean, it's it seems fitting. It it seems fitting for the era and for Carlos. Mm-hmm. So Jericho is there because he was going to be playing with uh, Brock, which is much less of an interesting name. Um, but now he can't because he has exploded into a ball of flame. So instead, uh, Jericho is going to play this show by himself. It's like one last uh, one last gas, and his jacket starts to smoke while he's playing as if he's going to erupt into flame. And like Carlos rushes him off stage. And instead a roadie at the, the bar burns into a pile of ash. So things are not going well at the nave at the bar. Yeah. And again, this moment also reminded me of the Buffy episode. Mm -hmm. So we kind of find out that Jericho has met this man that they recognize as well, that we recognize as the trickster. And after (laughs) rivers, Gemini, AKA Carlos left their little band, uh, he wanted to go solo. Jericho wanted to go solo. And he met this guy in a suit who basically asked him like, what would he give to play music that would like really affect people and shake their souls and made a deal as have we seen like devil's deals in or demon deals in the winchesters yet i don't know we haven't yet okay so like i think this is like the first time that we have seen a deal get made in the winchesters and it's not a demon deal but it's it's still a deal it's a curse um where either jericho plays music for people um and someone dies or he is the one who burns up in flame. And this seems like a pretty intense trick for the trickster. I'm trying to remember what the other. I was definitely expecting something more whimsical. Right. Something a little, you know, lighthearted, especially as an intro to the character. For anyone that didn't watch Supernatural. Right. No, they they, they kind of went hard with it. 
Yeah, because I like our first introductions to the trickster in Supernatural were like uh, a little goofier. Um, Definitely him with like half naked women kind of messing around with Sam and Dean. And this is very much like play me a song or somebody dies. Yeah. And you have to do it forever. Or I guess you can hand this curse off to somebody else, um, which is what Carlos agrees to do. He agrees to take the curse from from Jared, the deal from Jericho. Very, very self-sacrificing. Very which, self-sacrificing. It's, I guess that's the hunter style. But yeah, I, it's interesting because like, I don't know that we we're getting like, as we have demanded of the show, getting bits of backstory from Carlos. Mm-hmm. And this is how we find out that this is the life that he was pursuing before he became a hunter, which yeah. was a performer. And we kind of knew that he was like a kind of a freewheeling rock and roll kind of a person. Well, uh, 70s rock. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the I don't know what the genre for that actually is. I was going to say indie, but that is folk. Thank you. Folk was the Okay. The word I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they were a duo and uh, it seems like that was the life that he was really invested in until he made the turn towards hunting and left Jericho behind to fend for himself. And it looks like he had quite a lot of guilt about that um, and has to atone for that in his own way and that is to get up on stage and sing until he opts not to yeah Um, and kind of makes a big speech about the life that he has chosen for himself and that that he doesn't have regrets for that and somehow this actually lifts the curse from him i didn't yeah i didn't i didn't, uh, i didn't understand that entirely I didn't either. I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty big loophole. Yeah. If you just really believe that what you did was right, then you're out of it. It seems like you get to beat a demigod somehow. So I wasn't, wasn't totally, wasn't totally sure about that. But um, he does, he, when he breaks this curse, it does erupt into sparkles. So that was cool. That's a nice little, nice little flare, nice little touch. It was really pretty. Um, and this also breaking this curse does somehow trap Loki into his mirror. His mirror is like his, I don't know, pendant of power. It's like what I felt like they were slightly reusing what Ada did with the plant before. Yes, that is a hundred percent what I thought. I was yeah. like, so now they have another creature yeah. locked in an inanimate object because she then put that mirror in the trunk, and I was like. Wait, so how long does fucking Loki stay locked in a trunk? <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be like a callback later on. Like someone's going to, you know, we're going to see someone grab the mirror. They have to because eventually he gets out because he's yeah. in Supernatural. It's so, yeah. I mean, but at least Richard Spate looked like he was having a grand old time playing this guy again. Yeah. Um, that was fun his, to see. It was. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was just some of the the logic behind what was happening with the curse and how it was broken was, I was, I was like, what, what happened? How did, yeah, he just really didn't want to be involved. So he wasn't all right. I guess that's cool. 
the other guys just apparently didn't want it that badly. So he gets out of it and um, he knows for sure that he made the right decision, um, which I think is supposed to dovetail with John and Mary discussing, is it the right decision for them to be a couple? And is it the right decision for Mary to stay a hunter? I think these conversations are supposed to be um, linked. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tied that together pretty well. Are you at all concerned that Rob Benedict was playing keyboard? Wait, who is that? Played God. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. (laughs) And now, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So Rob Benedict plays uh, God in Supernatural. Um, And also, what is the name of the the writer? Chuck Shirley. Yes. Um, And he was playing keyboard with like a wig and fake beard mutton chops. And he was playing keyboard (laughs) behind Carlos during this. So I even looked at him... (laughs) But it didn't, like, I didn't recognize him, so yeah, that's yeah. funny. I am I just don't know if it's supposed to be God slash Chuck Shirley or if it's just, like, a wink to the Supernatural audience because Rob Benedict is a musician. <laughs> so well, I, I don't know which I would prefer. I mean, I kind of hope uh, that it's actually going to, like, come back at some point. But also, that would be a really good, like callback for them to do in a couple of seasons mm-hmm. but i don't know if this show you know has it been renewed by the way no okay like is fucking god already here messing with them yeah. or not because if he's already here messing with them that is terrible yes it is and then okay because okay thought bubble Chuck Shirley was writing the supernatural novels is Chuck Shirley writing the fucking Winchester prequel novels <laughs> is that what's happening because if that's what's happening we're all screwed we're gonna see like a tattered paperback somewhere yeah because at that point chuck shirley would be like four years old yeah (laughs) Ugh, these shows well at least carlos sounded beautiful singing he did i loved that i did too that was such a delight it's really fun when yeah, I'm really glad that actor got a chance to to show that off too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's so much fun when yeah. the actors get to use their their other talents in an episode. But yeah, so then then the episode ends with what we really talked about earlier, uh, um, with them finding this photo of a mysterious man who gave John Winchester the letter when he returned from Vietnam, and it's a uh, fucking Dean Winchester. Yep. Who is I don't know alive, time traveling, a ghost, dead? Who fucking know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm. It, it makes me wonder if the show is ever going to flash forward. Oh, interesting. Or if we're we... just going to get the story told through like hints and no mm. actual Dean. Sure. Sidebar: Are you mad at Lost for giving us the flash forward? Yes. Okay. Oh, extremely. Great. Great. Yeah. No, hated it. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch Lost with my finger on the fast forward button, so really? I would skip all of yes. What? Um, because I didn't like the flash forwards. I would watch them later, but I wanted to know all of one chronological story and then all of the next chronological story. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I'm the same way with books and with fic too, though. If I see something jumps time, like my brain is just like, nope, we're not doing that. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So flash forward here would really not be good for you. Not not to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I would be more forgiving. What was the show? Arrow? Is that the one that the 
entirely went like forward and back throughout the whole show. With Stephen Amell as yeah. the guy that shoots arrows. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hated that. I hated Was it because it so he much. talked like this. Also, that. You but, have um, something the city. Yeah, I'm more <laughs> forgiving of like one or two scenes mm, than the okay. entire show structured around it. But I still wouldn't love it. I would rather be told the story through like just John and Mary's perspective. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, unless. Bye. Unless they want to bring back Dean and Cass, I'll allow it. Right. Yes. If we, you know, flash forward to Cass, like breaking Dean out of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, in Arrow's defense, they did give us the single greatest meme on the internet. Oh, that's true. That's a, the, the headstone one. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But it has now been followed up by the supernatural meme of Cass saying I love you to Dean and then Dean giving some sort of information about world events. I mean, that one's just in- informational, like informative. It it's very I, informative. Yeah, I learned quite a few things through that meme format. Me too. Yeah. It's it's almost like my brain is just now trained when I see that first image to be like, oh, I'm about to learn something. I need to like, I need to look at this one. Like, oh, something happened. Yeah. So, you know what, that I think the Winchesters needs a meme. It does. Yeah. It needs to be an informational meme. It does. They need to figure out something. Something yeah. like that. You got to give us something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I would be mad if it was God. I don't know if I would be mad if it's, if it's, well, obviously it's got to be time travel. I yeah. Would, I would be happier if it was Dean breaking out of heaven because I'd refuse that he's dead. Yes. Sam can stay in heaven. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, according to that image, he's not hanging around anyway. So. That is very true. According to that, the facts presented in the show, he is not involved in this, which yep. so real for that Jensen. Yeah, that is fucking hilarious. Uh, okay. I think, I mean, this episode was pretty tight. I actually thought there yeah, very specific things were happening. This was about, um, Carlos really honing in on that he made the right choice in his life of leaving music and coming to hunting as his uh, one true path. And um, Millie and Samuel uh, eye-fucking. So that's what yeah. this episode was about. Yeah. Like, it, it felt like an episode full of setup, like, explanations for, yep. like, where Sam's been, Samuel has been, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I hope that the eye-fucking isn't a setup, but I do oh feel God. like... I'm worried. It, he's, le- yeah. he's leaving. He's going off with um, Ada to yeah. track down some magic to help stop the Akrita. That, that's the other thing we should talk about. Ada, where you at, girl? I She is horribly underutilized in this show. She like, has the most power... And they're just like, oh, she's off with her son dropping him off at college. Whatever the fuck that was about. It really made me think, like, has that actress left the show? I know. It's real rude. I don't like it. I I hope she comes back. I love Data. Me too. She Yeah, she does the most. She finds, um, you know, they put a hex bag in a car, like in the previous episode, but, you know, they can't track it without Ada. She keeps fucking demons in a bonsai tree. What are they going to do without her? Wait, is this the problem? Is she just OP? Like, is she overpowered? And they I were like, wait, this is, we have, we've provided too many easy explanations involving Ada. Yeah, it, that's not a bad point. 
uh, actually. It, it could be that they need to hide her because yeah. if they put her in front of Loki, she might have just been like, break the mirror, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of this, like, we got to get uh, reflective blades and dip our blood in it. And then that doesn't work anyway. <laughs> like, I mean, it would be 15 minute episodes because she'd just be like, all right, here's what we do. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna put Loki in a mirror and then we're gonna be done with it. Yeah. And then just hand me the mirror. I'm gonna prop it up on my counter next to this plant. She's gonna be like, guys, um, my friend Missouri Mosley, we're gonna go talk to her and we're gonna yes. tell you what's gonna happen for the rest of your lives. Great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't that be fun if they brought in Missouri? That would be so as cool. like a little girl. Yes. That would, that would be, be fun. They could totally do that. That would be awesome. She just like shows up, side eyes them, tells them the future a little, and then you yeah. dips incredible oh man now i'm gonna be so sad when that doesn't happen yeah a young creepy missouri text it to misha who can suggest it to jensen misha wait yeah he's got that text line yeah misha Misha, we're gonna okay we got an idea to tell jensen about the winchesters we know you we know you know him (laughs) or a young ellen yeah young ellen would be good too young bobby they could get the actress that played Joe to play oh, young Ellen's mother. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. It's just free it's just free ideas. Just free yeah. ideas popping. Take them. We retain no right we officially waive our right to the ideas. Don't pay us anything. Just make a good show. Just make a good show. We'll yeah. watch it. That's all. And then you get promotion here. Yes. Via free podcasts. So like done. It's a win win. It's a win win. We get to watch it. You get the money from the CW that has no money. It's yeah. a win-win. Everybody's happy. And maybe people will watch your show. It's all good. But yeah, the the lack of Ada was my only like big complaint about this episode. Totally. That's that's pretty much all I have for it. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode. I had a good time. Yeah. The monster of the week was uh, Loki, basically. And a little hint of the Akrita. Yeah. I do have some 2020s dialogue. Oh, bring it. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Loki calling one of the characters my sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nobody said that before mm-hmm. 2018. Let's fight check them. Um, yeah. Google Trends. Yeah, put in Google Trends. And then he also said samesies. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> samesies? Yeah. All right. All right. Sweet summer child. Now I want from... Just gonna do 1970 to 2023. Nope, won't go back that far. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll just go back as far as it it, it goes. Sweet summer child. Weirdly, there's a spike uh, in May 2004. Huh. All right. But I'm gonna say, and then same Z's. <laughs> Does not want to give me that one. Come on, Google Trends is breaking on me. Wait, here we go. Same it's so new that Google Trends is like, nah. So it hit a big spike in June 2013. Huh. All right. Not not used quite as much before that. Okay. So not 1972. Oh, you know what? The super the movie Superbad apparently used it. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Those are both not very 70s phrasings. Great. And I don't even think he gets to say that he traveled back in time. As, uh, as Loki, because I think Loki died slash Gabriel before that. Oh, yeah. So 
and I don't think he traveled back in time for this episode. So, yeah, none for you. No excuses. No excuses. And and there's lots of trivia. I think we covered it with like Dean and the photo and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing that I noticed that I think is an incongruity. Um, I think we're, are we, I think we're still in 1972, right? I think so. Like it hasn't indicated that there's been any like changing year. If that's the case, the song that was playing while they're fighting Loki was Saturday night's all right for fighting, which was released in 1973. They're, uh, they're either hoping people aren't paying that much attention or just a little lax about Googling mm-hmm. in the era of Google. These mistakes don't need to happen. And I know yeah. they, they were probably like, Ooh, it's one year and it's such a perfect song for the yeah. scene. And you're right. It is. It's a great yeah. song for the scene. So it's fine. But like, just know that we notice <laughs> and like, I'm not wow. mad about it. I'm just, yeah, I just noticed. We appreciate consistency. We appreciate continuity. Yeah. And like one of our episodes, we kept calling it the 60s. We make yes. mistakes too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a really good song it. for it. So. It was a great song for it. Yeah. So like, whatever. How you afforded it, I don't know. But like, <laughs> good for you. Um, okay, great. I really enjoyed this episode. And I hope the upcoming episodes are also this yes. fun. Uh, I did sneak peek at the teaser for next week. And I think we have vampires. Because <sighs> the Winchesters yeah. do so well with vampires. Yeah. oh shit you know what though i hope there's like a little call out to vampires because dean that would yeah i would enjoy that i think that would be fun if they're just like oh i hope i don't yeah (laughs) hope die in a barn somewhere i hope i don't die that would be cute Mm -hmm. um okay great well thank you for catching back up with us on the winchesters weekly we're glad that the show is back um and here's hoping it gets renewed because i think it deserves another season i definitely think so yeah um it's not on netflix so you know (laughs) it might stand a chance of getting more (laughs) than one season look cw needs all the guaranteed audience it can get right now i know and if they bring jensen back in in, even in teaser form what i kind of hope they do is the same format that doctor who did with rose throughout the donna season Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was just like little, little like bad wolf hints all along the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just That'd like, be great. Just like, oh, is that, oh, maybe, oh, could that yeah. be possibly, maybe if you just watch our show. Yep. You know what? You can tease me. That's fine. I'll take yeah. it. I'm, I'm in, in, the, in the name of like drawing out the Jensen reveal and getting those numbers in every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. I don't care. It's fine by me. Um, cool. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can support the pod by subscribing to our Patreon, which is Glee on the Rock. No, sorry. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks because of our sister podcast, Glee on the Rocks. Um, and you'll find lots of uh, mini episodes, which are not very many. They're quite long, but they're all sorts of fandom topics and non-fandom topics. And um, I think they're pretty good. Um, if you're so a Riverdale they're... fan, the newest one. Yes. If you're a Riverdale fan or you have no idea what it's yes. about, <laughs> our sound engineer, Adriana, explains it to us in detail. And that is a wackadoo show. Let me tell you. <laughs> wow i don't know how that's on the air it is it sounds insane i don't think i'm gonna watch it or maybe i'll watch like one episode just to see what's up but damn <laughs> you just oh. listen to the podcast 
Yeah, just Anyone, listen to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. <laughs> um, if you don't want to subscribe to Patreon, you can subscribe to our um, spa, Anchor Spotify, where we're posting all of our um, mini episodes on there. If that's like an easier avenue for you, you can also do that. It's the same content. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week on the Winchesters. And we also have season six of Supernatural on the Rocks coming up for you uh, eventually. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We'll get, we got you. Yeah. It's coming. Uh, cool. It'll be long when it does come, so don't worry. Yes, there's so much cast content, so we got you. Yeah. Um, cool. We will catch you next time on Supernatural on the Rocks. You've been listening to Supernatural on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts, who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and more at SPN on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and more. So until next time, this has been The Road That Was. Mm-hmm.